Hello everybody, welcome back to the football cast. Today is going to be me and co-host Oscar. Hello. And we're back again to talk about the Premier League transfer window in specific. So we're going to be ranking the teams that have made the best deals this um, summer so far. We're only about um, um, 23 days into the transfer window, so this is a very early prediction. But um, we're not really predicting the league, we're predicting... Um, how well the clubs have done and there are five ranks um, for every club to possibly in there's title contenders Europe mid-table just survived and relegated and this is based off um, obviously their transfer moves this season so don't be surprised if we you know have a few big big clubs um, much lower down in our place so if you do enjoy make sure you do keep on listening because we have got two episodes out for you this weekend due to the late upload from the week so if if you do enjoy remember to follow to get all the latest updates we start off with Brighton and obviously they have made absolutely no moves in this transfer window so um, unfortunately I think that's going to put them in the relegated zone because no moves for a team who are finishing mid-table. They've got to be fighting to you know, finish higher up in the mid-table, maybe even um, pushing to get those European spots. I remember they're doing very, very well early this season. So they've got to, got to bring in some good players. I know they will have the funds to do that, but it's just a matter of time until they do. Yeah, yeah. So with Brighton, I wouldn't put them in the relegated position. At this point, I'd put them in between just survive and mid-table because, you know, it is uh, very early on in the transfer window and I wouldn't be too worried because they are going to pick up some cash with um, maybe Kukurea going to um, Manchester City or Man City already getting Calvin Phillips. But I wouldn't be nervous at all um, if I were a Brighton fan because... Because of how well they did last season, you know, pushing for the Conference League spots, rivaling, uh, you know, Wolves and West Ham for them, finishing on, you know, just above, I think, 50 points um, or something, which is a club record or very near to a club rec- record. So I do expect them to make some big money moves and really break the bank to possibly get, you know, a European pos- uh, um tournament um next for next season maybe the conference league or something like that because graham potter is a very you know experienced and very clever manager in the way he does his business and the way he you know coaches teams yeah well talking about graham potter if you do want to hear more about him whether he will still be the brighton manager by the winter transfer window possibly moving on to england that was on an episode a few episodes back if you do want to join that but let's stay here for now because i think we're going to put brighton in the just survive um section obviously this is not based on what will happen in the league this season this is based on how they've done in their transfers because they haven't done for anything yet but they could be getting a lot of cash for kukurea who they just signed last year um, we're going to move swiftly on to Nottingham Forest, who we talked about a bit in the last episode. Yeah, now Nottingham Forest have definitely um, broken the bank this season, um, getting a record signing, Awaniyi, who was um, the sixth highest scorer in the Bundesliga last season with 15 goals for Union Berlin. So that 
there is a is a really positive move for Nottingham Forest to see them really score more goals next season and you know to possibly you know not just survive but get a comfortable mid-table finish you know you've seen like with the likes of Brentford last season they will be targeting uh, a finish to the Premier League a, a little like that and this is definitely real prog- progress for them. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. Obviously, losing their star man, Fabio Carvalho, um, will be a blow because he's, he's gone to Merseyside to go and play for Liverpool now. But they've got to just recuperate. Um, uh, they've all come off a brilliant season. And whether they can stay up is probably um, the point. You, When we were looking more individually at individual transfers, I can't see much from what they've done um, uh, from what they've done t- um, this season, um, doesn't look like there has been there has been much progress. Yeah, um, another um, possible, very possible transfer for Nottingham Forest is Dean Henderson, the Manchester United goalkeeper. He, uh, m- Nottingham Forest, will look for him to be a replacement for Samba, who um, denied having a, his contract renewed. So uh, that if they would get him, would be another very positive signing. Also, um, the Tottenham Hotspur target, um, Jed Spence, um, is looking like he will not um, go to uh, Nottingham Forest on a permanent deal. Obviously, he was there on loan last season in the Championship. So that is a very small blow, but obviously no one was really expecting um, Jed Spence to go to Nottingham Forest uh, with the likes of Arsenal and Tottenham and Chelsea. All big, big clubs monitoring him. Yeah, well, um, the only actual transfer they've completed was that he's a big um, transfer because he's been a key player within um, uh, within Fulham's, uh, uh, within, sorry, uh, Napoli's season. He's uh, uh, Zambo Anguisa, a talented midfielder who has returned on loan so hopefully he can do something but and they've lost a lot of players as Zambo and Gisa obviously w- went to Napoli um, uh, straight after he came back for 13.5 million Carvajal's gone to Liverpool for 5 million um, Michael Seri on free Mawson on a free Hector on a free Christie on a free and Fabri on a free so a defensive place is where they really need to look so in terms of transfers, they've lost a key player. They've lost a lot of players. So I'm going to put them in the relegated zone because it doesn't look like they're looking very promising at the moment. Yes. Um, now, moving on to um, Chelsea. Uh, now, they have started off the transfer window a bit poorly with no um, transfers um, coming to Stamford Bridge. However... They have sold Rudiger to um, Real Madrid, but that isn't a very positive move for them because they now need to fit that position. And he was doing very well for them last season. He's a real quality player, and that's a great addition to the Real Madrid squad. And um, Chelsea now need to fit that centre-back position with the likes of, you know, Jules Koundé, Skriniar, who they've both been um, monitoring for some while now. They're also looking to expand on their right-wing position with the likes of Sterling and Rafinha being, being monitored by them. 
Yeah, well, obviously, they've been quiet, but I think they have got some big signings lined up, obviously. A huge player, Cristiano Ronaldo, was linked with them, um, but Manchester United had, have confirmed that he um, isn't for sale, despite his agent going to speak with the co-owner, Todd Bowley, um, earlier this week. So, I think it really does depend on what Cristiano wants himself, but if Chelsea could pull that out, that would be absolutely incredible. And obviously, um, they're looking for big signings, and I think it could not be... Um, it could not be better if they um if you know they 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 signed some good a pair of centre backs yeah um another transfer story that um for chelsea is lukaku going back on loan to um into milan that it, it was a very disappointing transfer for lukaku really that i have said um in a couple episodes back now after his 100 million uh, or so um, transfer to Chelsea from Inter Milan last summer. He's now gone back out uh, on loan, but that is where he is happiest, um, Lukaku, it seems, as he uh, has said that he would, would be willing to take a pay cut to go to Inter Milan. So clearly, uh, Inter Milan is the place where he wants to play his best football, and Chelsea hasn't really clicked for him. Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good move for either team because it's really just getting rid of you know wages to be honest um inter had to pay about seven million for him which was lower than chelsea wanted they wanted 10 million but in terms of their transfer window so far they've been heavily linked but they haven't actually completed anything yet so i'm going to put them in mid table i know that might be a bit harsh but definitely i'll put them in mid table um then we move on to another club who have been silent this um, summer as well, Manchester United, who we talked a bit about, um, and they've also been linked with a lot of players. Anthony, who didn't turn up to Ajax training um, a few a few days ago, and uh, Lewandowski, who was it was um, faint links, but um, he um, but uh, Bayern Munich have said that they will not accept less than fifty two million pounds for him. Um, obviously, they've also been linked as well. Big links for them. Um, the likes of Ericsson on a free transfer, De Jong, um, as Oscar was saying, the, the De Jong deal um, has been given a deadline of about um, of about the end of, of June. So that's this Thursday, which is which could be quite tight for Manchester United. So maybe that offer won't be won't be submitted in time. But Manchester United have had a lot of links, but they just haven't managed to do anything. Do you have any thoughts on where you would put them, Oscar? Um, I think I would put them in Europe because I, I do expect them to make some big signings. I expect them to get, you know, Timber, who they've been heavenly um, linked with, the Ajax um, defender. Uh, De Jong from Barcelona. I do expect uh, Manchester United to meet that deadline as they do seem to be de uh, desperate for, for him because obviously with the... Um, with Ten Hag coming in, he really wants to bolster up his squad. So I do expect them to make, to make some, bi some big money signings and break the bank. So I would put them in Europe. Now, the next uh, team is my team, um, Arsenal. And I think, uh, obviously, I don't, I don't expect them to uh, be title contenders, but, but the way this transfer has gone they i would put them in hovering between europe and title contenders well 
I, I know um, I will be a bit biased here, but I think Vieira was not the right player to start. I, know, I appreciate he's a good player, but that doesn't make him the right player. He is a young, he's a young lad, which is, there is nothing wrong with that. I strongly agree with playing young players and buying young players. Which I think that's absolutely the correct philosophy. But I think when it comes down to, you know, you lost out on Europe three years in a row now, this is, you know, it's got to the point where you need to step up your signings to get to that European position. Um, Vieira doesn't seem like the right call to me. I think you'd want someone experienced, someone who can, uh, someone pr- probably Tielemans. I, w- I think Tielemans was the better better player out of Vieira. The, their interest has slightly cooled, but it hasn't completely stopped. But I think um, uh, Tielemans would be an amazing addition to that midfield because he's played in Europe, he's played in the Premier League for at least three seasons now, and he's just got that quality that we know he will be able to use. But I do agree with you. They've done well. Um, they signed an exciting new player. Um, yeah, within Vieira, and obviously they're they're very likely to do the Jesus deal, but that's not 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 done yet. They're going to bid um, once again, probably going to be the highest spenders again. So that's why we're going to drop them in the Europe category. Now we move. Yeah, I want to talk about another big Arsenal transfer in Rafinha. Now he has been at Leeds for quite a while now I think two or three seasons and he has clearly pro- proven that he can do it um, at, at in the Premier League the highest level um, um, after Europe of course um, but I do think that he'd be a great signing for Arsenal because he's quite a he's a very versatile winger he can also play on the left wing but he can play on the right wing as well and he he's got that link up with uh, with Gabriel Jesus, and he's also got that link up with Gabriel Martinelli, as um, all three of them are Brazilian, and so play in the national team together. Um, and also, um, he he just is a great player. He has that flair, and he has that he has that extra effort that he puts into the to the to the game. Um, so I do think he'd be a great addition to the Arsenal squad. I think it would be fifty-five million well spent for Arsenal. And another um, transfer that is um, big news at the moment is Martinez. Lisandro Martinez um, could be going to Arsenal. The uh, Ajax centre back, Arsenal and Manchester United are currently battling it out for him. But um, Ajax have put a, around. 40 million uh, evaluation of him and it seems that Arsenal are willing to pay that for him so it seems that Arsenal are really willing to pay a lot of money with this transfer window which is which is good to hear as an Arsenal fan but now um, we're going to move on to Bournemouth um, a, a newly promoted side last season looking to really bolster up in in many positions, looking to stay up. Um, and do you have anything to say on their current transfers, Rocco? Uh, well, you know, it's been a quiet window um, so far. We, we have a look at the, um, we have a look at their done deals. There has been almost um, nothing done 
Um, they've they've um, signed two players on a free. One has Premier League experience. One down from the Championship. They've they've bolstered their right back position within Ryan Fairchuk's on a free transfer. He's only 29 years old. Um, Joe Rotherwell also um, joining on a free transfer to improve their midfield. The only departure they've had is the 36-year-old Gary Cahill, who they had on a two-year deal. So to be honest, doesn't seem too bad for them. So I would put them probably. You know, mid table. It's a quite two good, quite good signings for a, um, you know, for a um, for for a bottom bottom really side team. So that's mas- that's basically where I put them, mid table sort of rank. And we're going to move quickly on to Crystal Palace, um, who have also had a, a, a complicated start to their transfer window. We move on um, with Palace, and they've only um, acquired one player, obviously, back from loan um, from the Belgian league. Um, he's only 23 years old. He's only 90,000 worth, so not not it doesn't make a difference. It's ineffectual to the squad. Um, they've had a few departures. Martin Kelly, Jaroslow Jack, and Montez, who has gone on a free. Was he Montez the person? Um, who who came back on loan? All are free agents without a club at the moment. So they've met. They've done absolutely nothing. So I would probably put them in the relegation zone. It, it just is. It's it's pointless. They've done absolutely nothing yet. But that doesn't mean that there isn't more to come. Now we're going to move quickly on to Aston Villa, who I really really like. They've had a great season so far. Um, obviously last season. Um, so. Um, uh, they've signed Diego Carlos, which is an amazing addition to their to, um, to their backline, which I think would be, which is going to be a big part because obviously they'll be pushing pushing for um, top table, maybe even obviously Europe probably could be a bit of a stretch, but we know how they like to go on a bit of a cup run. They got to the Carabao Cup final a few a few years ago, so maybe it could be very possible to um, see them going far in a cup. And you need to have squad depth to do that. So it would be very, very good if they could, um, they could continue with that sort of business. Another standout signing for them is Bubakar Kamara from Marseille on a free transfer. He's an incredible young prospect who will definitely thrive in Aston Villa. He fits their style of play. He's a good defensive player. He's a passer of the ball. So I don't see really going wrong with this, to be honest. He just looks like a really strong player all round. Um, and obviously they've bought Diego Carlos, as I said, a really high-level player for about twenty-seven point nine million pounds. And and I'm going to leave Oscar to talk about a bit about Felipe Coutinho, who they bought out on loan from Barcelona. Yeah, Felipe Coutinho. He's he's a he's a quality player, who um who as we've seen at, at, at Liverpool um can re- really play really well. In the, in the Premier League and he didn't have such a good time at Barcelona which was why he he did go to Aston Villa on loan but now he has signed permanently for them so that's a very 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 good news for any Aston Villa um, fan and I think from what I've seen from him um, last season he really is a great addition to their squad to, to carry on now I'm not um, exactly sure how many years they got him for, um, but how many years they got him for? That will be a brilliant addition to their squad, 
And um, another signing that Aston Villa made was Robin Olsen, the three point, the three million signing from AS Roma, the, the goalkeeper. He is a really great addition as well. Now he probably won't be starting all games, but he's a great addition for squad depth, as as Rocco have said. If you want to be, you know, challenging for top half the table, possibly Europe, okay, you need to have that great squad depth. You've seen great teams um, really struggle in the Premier League, um, like you've seen Arsenal last season. You know, with with, with their starting eleven, they would have got top four, but they got injuries, and their whole squad wasn't wasn't good enough. So I think it's a real, um, real great signing for them um, to bring in more squad depth. Now we are gonna swiftly move on um, to. Uh, oh, I forgot to put where Aston Villa were. I will put them with what they've done so far in Europe, along with Arsenal, and Manchester United. Now I will move swiftly on to Everton. Well, they obviously had a very disappointing season last season, and they absolutely made no effort to to change that. Only the only players arriving at the club are the players who are back from loan. So we're going to put them in the relegated tier, which they were very close to in real life last season. Now we're going to move on to two big boys, Liverpool. First of all, what a signing they made within Darwin Nunez, and I just think, as we talked about yesterday, he may even do better than Haaland in this in this um, Premier League season so I've got to put them in title contenders it's an amazing addition to their front three especially with Sadio Mane and possibly even Mohamed Salah um, making their way out of the football club so um, I think Liverpool have even more transfers to make as well they signed Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen 6.5 million that's a great deal I think he might even be the next Andy Robertson to be honest because he looks really skillful while he's playing and so he de- they definitely go into title contenders. Now, Manchester City, Erling Haaland, um, even Calvin Phillips as well. That's got to be title contenders. Maybe even the best transfer window um, we've seen, Oscar. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, it's a brilliant... Uh, it's great additions to their squad. And I think you have to put them in title contenders. And with, with that, I just do expect them to win the league. Because no team can even, you know can surpass them if they're making great great signings like like Erling Haaland uh, filling a position that they needed filling and Calvin Phillips a great addition to their squad um, from Leeds so I think that's a great bit of business from Manchester City uh, a team who you know were you know almost perfect in the Premier League last season with only a few slip-ups. Oh, but they did have a disappointing season overall, only winning one trophy, um, which by Man City standards is uh, disappointing, but by other clubs is absolutely brilliant, um, which just shows how good they are. But I do expect some more with the signings of, you know, Korea maybe to come so that is a great bit of business from Manchester City but we will be swiftly moving on to uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers so what do you think of that? 
uh, yeah, Wolves actually, after a busy transfer window last year, um, we've seen several, uh, quite a few actually, uh, rivals back from loan, but they have completed the loan deal of He Chang Huang um, from RB Leipzig for a fee about um, £15.03 million. Pounds. Um, that's not actually a bad deal, to be honest. Um, I think he's a very talented player and he's just a person. He's sort of like Young Min Son. Um, he just drives with the ball and he can finish it really. Um, lots of people coming back from loans and they've sold quite a and they got a few people um, they've got a few people uh, rid. Um, Ruben Vinager, who I thought was quite quite talented, but he's made his way um, to for sport to sporting CP for about nine 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 um, 9 million. Um, Roman Seiss has gone to Besiktas on a free transfer. Marcel has gone to Botafogo for a free transfer. And Key Janakova, who they signed from Liverpool, has gone um, has gone um, on a um, on a loan deal back to the Netherlands um, on a free. So I'm going to put them in mid-table because that's been you know a meh transfer window. Now Newcastle, we're going to go quickly through this one. Newcastle have done barely anything in this transfer window apart from completing the signing of Diego Carlos, uh, not Diego Carlos, sorry, of Sven Botman, which is not complete yet. They have agreed a fee. Um, so for that reason, I would only put them in mid-table, but they've got to be pushing for Europe, surely with these owners. They have the money to do it. They've just got to put it onto the pitch. Now, I'm um, going to move quickly on to Spurs because... Um, They've had a good. They've had a good transfer window. Obviously, not being biased, but buying quality players is what what we need. And we just got to go far in the Champions League, far in the Premier League, and keep that top four, probably fourth place alive. Um, when you have a look at Spurs's um, expenditure this um, transfer window, what do you think? Twenty five for Bissouma, Perisic on a free, and Fraser Forster on a free. Is that is that um, you know quality going to take them far? Um, in the in the uh, Champions League or the Premier League? Um, I don't think so with just those three signings. They made a very fast start to the transfer window. Now, that has sort of pitted out now, but they are very heavily linked um, with Jed Spence, but now that seems much less likely for that deal to actually go through. But Ivan Perisic, you know, he's you know about 34 or 33, um, the Croatian. So he is quite old, and Fraser Forster, he will be on the bench. Um, so and and, and Basuma is a great signing, um, but is he world class? No, he's not. He's good, but to take a team very far in in the Champions League and to finish fourth, third in the Premier League, you really need that those really real quality players. But it, it will be interesting to see how. Um, Basuma gels within within the Spurs squad, but I think um, just for now, just with those signings, I'm going to put Tottenham in the Europe tier. But yeah. I do expect them to make more signings. Yeah, I do agree, and obviously, um, Conte has been promised all the backing he wants, so I presume um, that he would want to do that. So I, I'm going to move on to a few because um, I'm going to move on a few, and that includes West Ham because they've made a big, um, a quick start signing two key players. Um, Aguered uh, the right back for about thirty million pounds, and they've also signed um, 
So they've also signed um, Ariola for about 11 million. So for that, I'm definitely going to put them in Europe because Newcastle were also interested. Um, but they've got Ariola for 11 million, which is an absolute steal in my opinion. So um, that that is where I'm going to put West Ham United. And I think, um, do you agree with that, Oscar? Yeah, I do think that's a fair recollection of their um, transfer window so far. Now we're going to be moving on to Southampton who, you know, haven't made such a fast start to the transfer window. Starting off with um, Gavin Babazula, the the goalkeeper who plays for the Manchester City under-23s. Now, uh, Southampton have bought him for a fee of £12.6 million, which may seem a lot for a a player who's playing in the under-23s league um, and who's only 20 years old. But I do think that is a good acquisition for their squad. Obviously, getting rid of Fraser Forster um, to Tottenham Hotspur. So I think that is a good acquisition. Other acquisitions for um, Southampton include Armour Bella Kotrap, the centre-back from um, Bosham, for a fee of £9 And Matwe uh, Lee, um, the goalkeeper, on a free. That is... You know, it, it's good business, but it's it's not brilliant business. They want to be pushing for high mid table and, and the you know um, you know maybe even you know ninth eighth. So with that, that won't be enough. So I'm going to put them in the mid table just for now. Now moving on to the next club, which is Leicester City. Do you have something to talk about them? Uh, yeah, I think um, obviously all these links are going out of Leicester. Probably possibly they could generate um, a few. Um, you know, some some money um, because that would really enable them to go after their targets and really, um, it would really um, improve their squad. Obviously, had quite a disappointing um, disappointing season in the Premier League last season. Um, but we look at their acquisitions from this season, and we've only seen Dennis Pryat come back from his loan. So that's the only thing that's happened. And Adamola Lookman has gone back to RB Leipzig after his loan. And it's Jakovic who has gone on a free. So nothing's happened for Leicester. So I'm honestly going to put them in the relegated zone because it's just not enough for a club who need to be taken seriously. Now we only have two clubs less, and that's Leeds and Brentford, obviously. As we said, Calvin Phillips to Manchester City. Here we go. Um, Well, and also... Um, Rafinha, that is on the TikTok, by the way, if you do want to have a look at it, because um, we talk, um, Oscar gave us his analysis on Rafinha and Calvin Phillips leaving, and what do Leeds need? So obviously, they made some big signings last season, but they have actually brought in quite a few players this um, season. A big fee for Brendan Aronson, £29 million from RB Salzburg, a young player who is really, really looking to um, build his his quality he looks good um, and they've spent a lot of money so far because they also have another player from the RB Salzburg 11.7 million for Ramos Christensen the right back who is also looking like another quality player who could really add to their defensive abilities now and also another defensive player um, Bayern Munich player um, also Bayern Munich, ex-Bayern Munich player Mark Rocker, who slightly flopped um, at the age of 25 for about tw- £10 million, has made his way back to Ellen Road. Um, and also Helder Costa, um, Boggs, 
um, Castilla and Deboc also return after their loans and Deboc has been released on a free so they have spent 52 million pounds the American manager Jesse March and it looks like they're doing what you told them to do Oscar build a quality decent not doesn't have to be too good but a decent squad and for that business 52 million is bold but I think they've made the right decision too so I'm going to put them in the Europe tier and that leaves us with our final club um, but Oscar just want to have a say on that yeah um, so about the Leeds uh, um, transfer business uh, they have spent 52 million and I do expect that that number to just increase because obviously Raffing will be going for uh, about 55 million and, and Calvin Phillips has gone um, although he hasn't done his medical for about 45 million so that's a good 100 million and I expect them to invest about 30 40 million of that into decent players so that is good for um for Le- uh, leeds and that's why we're putting them into europe into the europe category so uh now rocco wants to have a say on the brentford transfers well it's our last club in the tier list and it's made and it's and they've really made no difference at all so that's why i'm afraid i'm gonna be really harsh on them and put them in the just survive category because they have made absolutely no signings and one of the biggest mistakes they didn't pay ericsson what he wanted obviously whether he wanted to leave it was a mixture of both factors really he wanted to leave to move on with his career and he also um, I, d- I don't think got enough money from Brentford so they let him go that's a shame because he was an incredible player um, while playing so that's why we're going to put them in Just Survive and that is the tier list concluded if you did enjoy remember to share this with your friends keep listening because it's so much fun to us to make and the more people that listen the easier it is for us to make them so thank you very much for listening if you did get this far and we'll be back with you next week enjoy this bunch episode.